Sexual and Reproductive Healthcare Today at the Nurses' Conference. I'm speaking to Marg Bannerman, Associate Professor of the Faculty of Health Sciences at Staffordshire University. I've got a couple of questions about a talk you gave this morning about working with universities and higher education institutions. Um, what recommendations would you give staff for sexual reproductive and healthcare education? Right. Well, as a service commissioner, I've got two responsibilities. One is, is to keep the service that uh, I'm running, because in this competitive marketplace, I'm aware that um, these service contracts are up for, for renewal, and that um, I personally have been part of the both the procurement process um, and also the setting of the, the commissioning frameworks. And that I know that as from when we're setting the service uh, commissioning frameworks, we will go to professional organisations like the faculty and ask them what the minimum standards are for um, education and training for nurses and sexual reproductive health. So that then is set within um, the commissioning framework. So while at the moment the faculty nurse diploma isn't a must-do, I'm quite certain that in the future that um, commissioners will be um, expected to um, ensure that their staff are trained to professional organisational standards. My second responsibility is to my staff and that is that um, I'm going to have a, a, an array of staff with different, completely different needs. I may have nurses who have already got degrees and masters and won't necessarily want to, to um, undertake an a, a academic accredited course. So they then can go direct to the faculty and undertake the nurse diploma. There will be nurses as well who are very experienced and feel that, that they can go straight to the nurse diploma, but actually when they access the diploma, they realise that um, their practice hasn't perhaps been uh, of the standard that the faculty uh, demands. So therefore, they might then have to go back and access some sort of education and training. Um, the other thing is that there are some nurses who might feel the opposite, that they're underconfident and um, they might feel that, you know, I need to, I want to get this nurse diploma, I want to get the qualification, but I need a framework and guidance as to um, how I can uh, access it. And that's where universities come in because they can provide structured programmes um, around um, the faculty diploma but also um, they can provide innovative curriculums which will meet no local needs. So, for example, um, the S S uh, Staffordshire University programme is also incorporating the STIF Plus, um, and that's because we've spoken to local commissioners and we've asked them what are their, um, their needs, and so um, they've asked for the STIF. What we're trying to create is a national standard um, in terms of competency framework so that all nurses working in um, sexual and reproductive health care have a minimum set of skills uh, at, a, at a minimum standard and that whatever else they do is over and above that. So coming back to the service commissioners, if I was uh, on a procurement panel, one of the things I, I would be looking for would be you know, what are the minimum standards for education and training that this service is um, stating? And if they're stating professionally badged courses, they're going to get a far higher score from my point of view. 
The other point that, um, which was highlighted this morning, in fact, is that if they go to a local, you know, education training provider, do a, um, you know, two-day training course or whatever, it might give them the knowledge and skills with which to be able to do the job, but the piece of paper that they get at the end of it might not be worth anything. And that's what we found talking to some of the delegates this morning, that they've done training courses in the past since the demise of the uh, EMB t t uh, in 2002. Various um, education and training providers have set up courses that have met local need, and some of them might have academic credits. But the problem is, is they're not demonstrating, they're not professionally badged. Um, and so therefore, they might find themselves in a situation whereby their, um, their pieces of paper have no currency. So going back to your original question, um, if I, my advice to nurses, I would say, whatever training and education you, you do, make ensure it's going to be professionally badged by the faculty so that it, it doesn't matter whether you go for go via straight to the, the faculty to get that diploma or whether you go access it through an HEI and you get academic credit um, as long as you've got a professionally badged qualification to say I can do X, Y and Z at this, at this, at this level and then that will have currency throughout the UK. Thank you very much Mark. Have a fantastic day. Thank you.